and welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. This is episode 214, and today we're going to talk all about numbers, 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 how to quantify accomplishments within your resume. And I'm just going to tell you, if this is something that you can nail within your resume, then you are going to have something that's going to stand out and you're just going to get some more interviews. That's my gut feeling for you. I can't make you any guarantees. I'm just a podcaster, just a guy who loves resumes and who's had a resume business for the last seven years. No big deal. But I firmly believe that numbers are one of the best ways to stand out. So let's get right to it with the 214th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Okay, so in this breakdown here, I'll try to get it under, eh, let's call it 12 minutes. Under 12 minutes, I'm gonna break down, number one, why to include numbers, number two, how to find those numbers within your career, and number three, where to include them within the resume. I'm gonna shout out both Daniel Lorenzo and Ambika Nigam. She and Daniel were part of coming up with a really solid presentation about quantifying accomplishments on a resume. And I ripped a lot of this uh, presentation or episode here from that talk. And if you want more information on events like this and blogs that are genius and were come up and that Daniel came up with, I would head on over to letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. I'm telling you, these resources are going to help augment your job search. Getting into quantifying accomplishments on your resume, the reason why you want to do this and when people ask me, Chris, what's your secret sauce? Or Chris, how can I get my resume to stand out against the competition? This tends to be the number one answer that I go behind. There's just something about numbers that pop out when you are reading through a resume. I don't know what it is. I would just tell you to test this out yourself and to write a resume with numbers and without, but there's something about them that end up jumping out on a screen that make you stop and take a little bit longer to look at that resume. And for all of those people that say this is a very hard thing to do, yes, you're correct. But also use that as a little bit of motivation, because for every single person that says that including numbers on a resume is a tough thing to do for every single person that says that and for you, for the one to actually include those numbers, you're going to stand out against all of those people who are not doing it because they say it's too hard. So take the extra step, take the extra hour or two from your resume writing process and think a little bit about quantifying your resume. Another reason why I think numbers are important is because it just makes your resume and your experiences more real. It makes you more real. So you've heard time and time again from resume writers and recruiters that your resume should not just be this boring list of things that you've done before in the past. It should not be job descriptions. It should be accomplishments. And what you do when you include numbers is you make your resume more accomplishment oriented and you make you more real, you make your resume more identifiable. So that way, someone just would want to bring you in for an interview. So if that's not enough motivation, I don't know what is I tried my best there for you numbers people for you anti numbers people who say, I think this is too hard. Trust me, it's worth the effort. So going into how to find those numbers, which is oftentimes the hard thing for a lot of people, I'll tell you, that I look to two specific things when I am asking myself what numbers to include. I ask myself if this accomplishment made money for the company somehow or it saved money for the company. This is huge. I remember reading this first in Resume Magic. How did I save the company money? How did I 
make the company money. And I think this is something that a lot of recruiters and a lot of people who are hiring managers are looking for. Yes, they care about your specific craft. And yes, they care about the actual position that you're in. But in reality, for many private companies, they're looking for a way to boost their own profits and to just make the company run better. And oftentimes that comes in the shape of making them money or saving them money. So ask yourself this in a high level and it can guide you oftentimes in the right direction. In terms of making money, and I know salespeople have this easy if you're not a salesperson, it's okay. You can find other ways to do so. But perhaps you can look at the number of partnerships you've built, the number of people you've hired. Perhaps you can look at new programs that you've developed or classes you've started for a learning program or a company you've worked for. Perhaps you can look at this in terms of percentage growth time over time. These are all different ways to showcase how you made a company money. Saving money works almost the same exact way. If you've increased efficiency for a company in some way or another, or you've changed up a process to improve it, you probably saved the company money. That's if the process was good. Perhaps you did the same task with less resources, with maybe 50% less resources, and this also probably saved the company money. Perhaps you did something in a time frame that was shorter and exceeded the expectations of your supervisors. This is another way you probably saved the company money. So keep thinking this way because this is going to help you stand out. All right, a few examples here. One, wrote and edited two blogs a week using a new humorous brand voice, increasing total blog page views from 2.4K to 47,000 in under a year. Once again, shout out to Daniel. That's his actual bullet point because he is an awesome blog manager. Another example, spearheaded major data migration project using cross-functional collaboration to quickly gather business requirements and complete project two weeks ahead of schedule and $2,000 under budget. Once again, showing how you saved the company money and using time frame and a budget number to show those numbers. All right, maybe you are having a tough time with this. Maybe you're having a tough time even showing results at all. Other ways you can quantify are showing the number of team members you led or worked with within a project. Another way is the budget you managed, once again, used in the past example. Another way to include numbers is including the amount of raw material. So, for example, synthesized 100 gigabytes of data to etc. Perhaps you are within customer service, you can show the number of people you've served within a specific time frame. So example is resolved 30 help desk tickets per day. All right, so let's see, where do I include these metrics within my resume? Well, there's a couple of key places that I tend to go to. The first is the summary of qualifications, and the second are those specific, the company sections. You know what I'm talking about, professional experiences. So within the summary section, I think this is one of the best places to include it because that's oftentimes, I've said it before, where a lot of people look first. So don't write like a summary of qualifications that looks the same as every other job seeker, because I'm telling you, this is the biggest offending part that looks vanilla for a lot of people. I've read a lot of these and including numbers is one of the best ways to make you more real and to make you stand out. So an example of a leading sentence within a summary that I liked is, quote, multi-talented aspiring product manager with over five years of relevant experience leading cross-functional teams of up to 20 to grow key business metrics. 
once again, including the number five to showcase how much experience that person had and the number 20 to showcase how big these teams are that this person worked within. This gives context. This just gives numbers to stand out within the resume. Another sentence that I liked within that summary was experience managing budgets of up to 250K. All right, bullet points within the professional experiences section. A time-tested formula that I like is including the action verb first, the contribution to the company, what skill did you use, and what was the result of the task. So an example is managed 40 technicians across business analysis, project management, development, test and help desk teams. An example that includes a result is prospected leads and nurtured relationships with individualized follow-ups and in-person meetings, growing sales pipeline from 20 qualified prospects to 300. Who wouldn't want to hire that guy? So this is an example of how to include that within a specific bullet point. And yeah, it just works. For all of you folks that say this is a tough thing to do, once again, I agree with you and my sales and marketing people, I know you already probably do a good job here, but for all of us who are within positions that they're, maybe their company didn't give them metrics or things to work towards or quotas, I'm telling you that you can still find these numbers. You don't have to include this with every single bullet point. No, that probably would be a tall order if I was sitting here telling you that, yeah, for every single bullet point, if you are a customer service rep or somebody who has worked as a software developer has to include a number within every bullet point. I'm not really telling you that. But what I am telling you is that you should probably try to include at least one per section because this is something. But I am probably telling you that you should probably try to include one per section. This may make your strongest bullet point. And if it ends up being your strongest bullet point, then why not move that bullet point to the very top of the section so that way it stands out a little bit more. So go with the extra effort. It is worth it to include numbers within your resume. And so try it. Just brainstorm a few things that you can quantify and include that within the resume. You'll probably be surprised by how good it looks because a lot of people just are afraid to get the ball rolling. But go ahead and try a bullet point with that type of number and you just may start to see some more results. This concludes episode 214 of the Career Warrior podcast. I really enjoyed doing this one and thank you so much for tuning in. Can't wait to see you next week. And that's a wrap. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.